Brands on Brands. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today, we're talking about your personal brand style guide. That's right. The elements that should go into your personal brand style guide and how to create one. Check it out. In a world where content is king and your reputation is your brand, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands, a home for those that think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here is your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up? Welcome to Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal branding coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for a person to thrive tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in each week to the podcast as we bring you today's tips on personal branding and content marketing, as well as guests that are thought leaders in the space of marketing and entrepreneurship. Appreciate you guys listening in. If this is your first time, make sure to go to brandsonbrands.com forward slash resources and check out all of our freebies there that are there to help you build your personal brand from the ground up. Appreciate you guys listening and let's jump into the show. Brands on Brands. Hey, hey, what's up everyone? I'm excited to bring to you today's lesson, which is all about how to build your personal brand guidelines. So brand guidelines typically, when we go back to how products and businesses typically use them, are the very beginning branding elements of your business. And they typically include three things. One is your logo, what that logo looks like in different colors, the size, and what it looks like black and white, white and black with the background, all that, just all the logo design stuff goes into what they call a brand guideline, which is like a book that describes your branding elements, right? So the logo is usually the first piece and gets laid out as well as the usage of that logo, which is, you know, the spacing that the logo can have against other things. So if they're going to place your logo on a website, how close can it be to other things on the website? If it's going in a magazine, how close can it be to other things in the magazine? What's the shape and then the spacing of it versus other things. So when you're building your guidelines, typically you'll outline that and show what the spacing requirements are for your logo. That's part one, right? The other two elements are your font or typography, and then your color palette. Those are the standard things that go into brand guidelines. That's your logo, your typography, and your color palette. What I would suggest is that for a personal brand, you also add these two elements to it. That's professional photos and the usage of those, as well as your brand voice, which we'll talk about. So That's five personal branding elements that are going to go into your personal branding guidelines. I'll say them again. It's your logo, your typography, your color palette, professional photos, and your brand voice. So we talked about logo for a little bit. And if you're a personal brand, as I've suggested in other lessons, uh, I think a signature is great, but you can design that however you want. Beyond your logo, the typography or your font you use is a choice you have to make. And what you want is to know that the the font that's in your logo, if you have words in your logo, what is that font supposed to be? And what size is it? Is it bold? Is it not bold? You know, what's the font you're choosing? Now, there's some standard fonts out there, and you can Google popular logo fonts, and all of them will pop up. There are some that have just traditionally been the ones that are most recognized and easiest to use. But go and pick a couple that really work for you. 
things that are classic that'll stand the test of time, right? And then after you pick your font and typography, the next thing you're going to pick is your color palette. Now, this is the colors you're going to use that are in your logo, but also the colors that'll end up in your website design and also maybe in social media templates and graphics, right? That could be anywhere from three colors to five, which is pretty standard, to more. It could be eight, nine, or 10 colors. The idea is that those colors work together in a visual way that is tasteful and that works together. Now, that can be a lot of work for some people to figure that out. And there are ways to to get around that other than hiring someone. What I would suggest is there's this great website called coolors.co, which is C-O-O-L, like the word cool, O-R-S dot C-O. So it's like colors with two O's in the beginning. So coolors.co. And what that allows you to do is build a template that it will randomly assign colors and you just keep flipping through the the templates until you like find one that you like one set of colors that you like some of them will be all related so it'll be like a bunch of red colors together in different shades some will show colors of an opposite spectrum will be like reds all the way to blues and those work together based on what they picked what's great is it's already picked for you and you just pick one that you think aligns with how you want your brand to look and feel you can pick those colors you pick those logos you pick those fonts that typically can be done for you you can go to a, a a site like Upwork and find a freelancer to design that, to lay it out in a pretty PDF that you can hand to anyone that works with you and say, this is my brand guidelines. Or you can go to a site like 99designs and they, I think for a few hundred dollars, up to $500 sometimes, your person, your designer will build you a logo and you can choose from all different logo options and different designers. And then once they, you choose a logo you like the best and make modifications, they then fill in the rest of those guidelines with the font, the typography, and the color palette based on colors that you've given in, input to. And sometimes they get to that style by asking you, you know, like, what are some logos that you like? Here are some examples. Which logos do you like the look of? Which colors do you like? You know, which color sets do you like? And it'll help you go through that. What's great is if you go to a site like 99designs, you can use their tool and not end up going through the process, but use their tool to pick the types and feels of logos and colors that you like right there in the website and download those to your own computer and share them or just use them to design your own things yourself. I'm trying to save you guys money because I think a lot of this is completely overrated and overcosted and overpriced for what you guys need to do. For me, if you can just go to a simple site like Canva, build your own logo, just as a letter and a couple words, pick a font that's a popular font and then choose a color palette that feels right from coolors.co, then you're off to the races and that shouldn't take you more than half hour to get all that stuff done or less, to be honest, as long as you kind of have a feel for what you want. You get those things done and you can put them in a place that's shareable to other people. Now, what I would add to this list are two things. One is professional photos. If you're a personal brand, what's different from you in a business is that you are the brand and you need to be the face of it. So getting out there and getting pictures taken by a professional photographer in different environments, in environments that are both lifestyle environments, like walking around in certain buildings and backgrounds that feels right to you, and in professional environments that reflect what you do for a living is important so that you can have those photos for your professional website, which has to feature you on it, but also for social media and other opportunities like your biography that you need for guesting and things like that. Uh, and for PR, 
that you're going to have at your disposal that you can just send off. And with that, you'll have usage for that as well. You can say, here's the photos you can use. Don't crop them. Don't take out the background. Don't superimpose me next to someone else. Or you can say, yes, that's fine. It's up to you. But you defining that is going to save you a lot of heartache at the end of the day. So make sure you get some professional photos uh, so you're not scrambling at the end of the day. I think everyone should get professional photos done every year if they can. It's usually just a, a, if you get a photographer you know in the neighborhood, a couple hundred dollars to get that done. And then last, I would say is brand voice. And this is a little bit trickier of one, but basically if I had to make that simple, you want this to tie to your personality. And when you are having other people that work with you to edit your content in terms of what you're writing and what you're saying, what you want is some do's and don'ts. You want to say, these are words that I like and words that I don't like. And if you come across them, make sure to get rid of them or replace them in some way, shape or form. So an example is if I'm talking about a someone who has a lot of followers, one person might call them an influencer. That's not a word that I like to use. I'd like to talk about a personal brand instead of an influencer, right? And that personal brand may have a following, but that's not a word I like to use because influencer is a different connotation that talks about people that are, you know, building fame uh, and entertainment. And that's different than what we're talking about when I'm talking about personal branding, right? So you can have that built into your guidelines. Like, this is the voice of the brand. This is what we talk about when we're referring to different types of things. And you can just continue to add rules to it as you go so that as you build people onto your team or you're working with freelancers or you're outsourcing work, you have some guidelines that you can refer to that says, this is how to work with me in terms of the words and the content editing, as well as the visuals, which is all the stuff we talked about before that. So that's when you're building personal brand style guidelines. Uh, these are the elements that I think are important for a personal brand. And I hope that was helpful for you guys. And I will catch you in the next lesson. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to help you build a brand that matters. Head over to BrandsOnBrands.com for resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandsOnBrands.com.